Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. And we are two ladies that do not give two weeks notice. <laughs> because fuck that ish. Mostly we just watch. We quit. We, <laughs> we quit. We quit. Just kidding. Just fuck it all. I'm done. Stupid Hugh Grant. Has murdered my hopes we're and dreams. We're not even there yet. We're I know we're not even there, but I, I'm just anticipation. It's like all there. <laughs> wow, you know we have some people like our New Zealand friends who like British movies and like Hugh Grant. This isn't a mu- British movie. This is an American movie. I don't know. I'm making shit up again. Maybe it's the same director as uh, he directed Miss Congeniality, and he's directed mm. a bunch of Hugh Grant movies. So I figured he wanted to bring them together in this movie. He loved them so much. Got it. But what anyway, are we watching But today? anyway, oh, that's my line. <laughs> well, Ashley stole my thunder. Sorry, I was angry. Already. Already. You know, everybody asks me if the anger is real. We are less than a minute in. <laughs> I know. Hugh Grant's fucking face makes me angry. It's like Miles Teller for you. Oh, that's true. So you can't fault me here. That's true. <laughs> I do want to punch Miles Teller in the <laughs> face, and he's done nothing to me. <laughs> Today's movie is 2002's Two Weeks Notice. Let me tell you about it. Do we need to, though? Um, yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's some weeks of notice happening in it. Someone's quitting. A millionaire, George! <laughs> Doesn't make a move without his right-hand woman, Lucy. But after a year of calling the shots, Lucy is giving her two weeks notice. (laughs) It seems Lucy's finally free of George and his 24-hour requests. You know what this sounds like? But George has other ideas. What? This sounds like the proposal, but the proposal was better. Yeah, and I mean, like, I just watched Netflix's Set It Up. (laughs) It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. It has to do with assistants, except the assistant and the boss doesn't get together. But um. you know what? Instead of watching this movie, because this this is this comes out that week, right? 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 Yep. In in two days, mm-hmm. instead of watching this, go on Netflix and watch a little movie that I worked on called "To All the Boys I Loved Before" Woo! because it's so fucking adorable and it is bringing back the teenage rom com in a very unique and beautiful way. And Susan Johnson, our director, did an amazing job, as did Philip, my amazing editor. And I just want everybody to love it and watch it and see it. And that August seventeenth, August seventeenth, <laughs> watch it. Back to the matter at. But why? <laughs> First of all, okay, he's a millionaire. (laughs) Is he, though? Apparently, he's a millionaire. Why? And he's got an assistant. And I guess they fall in love. Yeah. Which, like, mixing work and pleasure. But he's a millionaire. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Whatever. Whatever. This stars Sandra Bullock, who we watched in While You Were Sleeping, and Practical Magic. It also stars Hugh Grant, who was in Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, and Bridget Jones's Diary. And it also has Alicia Witt in it. And uh, she's in things. Okay. It's directed by Mark Lawrence. And the editor was Susan E. Morse, who was the assistant editor for Annie Hall and edited Manhattan. And I believe she did every, like, Woody Allen. Mm. Yep. I have no comment. Yep. <laughs> 
No comment. Moving on. <laughs> the additional editor was Richard Nord, and that was uncredited. What a dick move, whoever approved that. He was the assistant editor for Working Girl. <gasps> Love it. Uh-huh. One of the first assistant editors was Richard Freelander, who was- We've said his name before. The first assistant editor for Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. There's another first assistant editor, Glenn Allen, and rounding out the rest of the second assistant editors, Guy Baresi, Shai Yun Chung, and Jamal El Amin. There's a pretty good set of diverse names there. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you put the women in charge in the edit room. Just saying. Just saying. This movie is rated PJ-13 for some sex-related humor. Okay. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable right now. It's an hour and 42 minutes and rated 3.5 stars on DVD.com. I'm just like, can we not? You're coming at it from a pessimistic point of view but i have the data that backs up my point of view true even while you were sleeping was creepy i love sandy but while you were sleeping was creepy anywho would you like to go venture into my living room oh boy to watch this terrible movie that i know i'm going to hate well i will do that because i do this podcast (laughs) People love when we watch, like, earth-shattering, or our world-shattering movie. Like, they're just, like, when we're very angry and upset about what we just forced ourselves to watch. Because this is all self-inflicted, guys. This isn't, like, you know, we're doing the podcast for notoriety and fame, and we're going to get jobs out of this. Mm -mm. No, that's not why we're here. This is (laughs) self-inflicted torture. (laughs) Of the romantic comedy degree. Let's do it to it. I'll take notes. Okay. I'll cry. Okay. See you there. Bye. Bye. They paid paradise and put up a fucking lie. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a sm- Uh, so I'm dead inside. This movie made me hate America. <laughs> Remember, like, two seconds ago when I was optimistic? I mean, that's just editing, because now it's been, you know, two hours later. And yeah. I'm and di- emotions change in two hours? Yeah, and that movie, like, kicked me in the face. <laughs> that hurt. That just hurt every every fiber of my being. Yeah. Like, my soul is crying. <laughs> I think we we did literally cry during the movie we screamed we did scream almost bloody murder in horror and yeah. then like i i i had tears i did they were tears of sadness <laughs> i just had like intense gallows humor where i was just like intensely angry and like refusing to give the universe my tears uh. because like fuck that and also like making jokes to myself and on twitter i just feel Numb mm. and sad mm-hmm. and confused mm-hmm. and concerned. Mm. You know, see if people can guess. Just say the words. Don't don't give it a voice. <laughs> Just don't even address who it is. Just I want to know. I want to give it a second for people to kind of take it in. 
without the the scariness. Uh huh. So who's the new chief counsel? If she's any good, I'm gonna steal her away. I doubt it. She seems quite loyal to me. Let me be the judge of that. Can you guess the role of which Ashley was playing? <laughs> I'm seething with anger. <laughs> just internal. I just like feel it like right here. And I it's think just you know. Like I think in your heart of hearts, you're like, no, it can't be. But yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Because, you know, story about a New York millionaire mm-hmm. in real estate mm-hmm. who's now going to get us blown up <laughs> by someone out there out there possibly aliens we don't know (laughs) definitely it was was trump trump was in this movie and it hurt a lot because of that you know for a lot of things but also that dialogue there Uh, yeah i want to know how he stayed on script (laughs) i mean i know this is like almost 20 years later Mm -hmm. but how did he stay on script she seems quite loyal to me. Let me be the judge of that. <laughs> He's talking about his penis. Uh, As guys. we all die inside. Guys, yeah. Pretty dead inside. I mean, Hugh Grant was bad, but he was bearable because of Sandra Bullock. Uh-huh. Like, actually, I thought his acting in the beginning was quite terrible. Oh, it was horrible. It was really stilted, just like words, words that are supposed to be jokes. But no delivery of them. But then, yes, yeah, Sandy shows up. I think she's really good at just kind of balancing everything out. I mean, obviously, she's really good at balance because not only did she win an Oscar in in a year, but in that same year, she also won a Razzie three days later. So I think she's good. This role was not good for her. No. I didn't like what it did to somebody I respect, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is early on in her career. It's right after Miss Congeniality. Yes. Could have been filmed in a very circular way. Yeah. Like, she had a good experience on Miss Congeniality with the director, and they cast a couple people from Miss Congeniality to be in this, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a reunion of the casts. Yep. But the script was not good. No. And I don't necessarily like the messaging of the movie. No. I didn't find it particularly enjoyable. Like, it's almost like when we got to the party and 45 shows up Mm -hmm. and, like, the rest of the movie, like, got obliterated and I have no memory of it. Yeah. And I mean, it was just... The rest of the movie was the, like, her being upset love triangle bullshit, which I was... As soon as I saw the movie heading that way, I was like, no, you don't. Don't. don't, You don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Like... No. Why? This hurts me. Why are you having these women fighting? When the plot didn't need it. No. We did not need that at all. Like, it was just there for for two women to fight over Hugh Grant. And Hugh Grant already liked her. Yeah, so it was just like there was no point in any of that. Because then it it made their relationship feel so, like, Stockholm Syndrome-y, like... I can't be replaced. I've taken care of him so, for so long. Well, that's the thing. It's like, so I guess he doesn't have June in the end anymore because he quit. Yes. Okay. He's still going to need, like... An assistant. Sandra taking care of him. Yeah. I just, I didn't... 
Sandra was the only one who kind of changed. And not that a movie needs change, but you need progression. Mm-hmm. So change is normally the good way of going about, especially with a rom- romantic comedy. So you get perspective and growth. Yeah. But what the script necessarily called for was for him to kind of realize, oh, yeah, money isn't everything and we should save I think these it, things. Yeah, it's to use your money for good. Like yeah. choosing how to use your power if you are privileged. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. But I didn't get that no. from him at all. Because even at the end, he was making jokes about how he has to share a helicopter with another family. Like, Yeah, he's like, I'm poor now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't. It's not like he loved his money or anything. He did spend it a lot, but. That's because he didn't know any other diff, like any other yeah. way. Because he was the, the baby. Yeah, he was just like dumb in that way. Yeah. It's, yeah, not like, I don't know. When his brother wasn't like evil and corporate asshole, profit driven bullshit enough. Yeah, it was just like Sandy, what's her name? Lucy and her family were all like. The Wade family is evil. Yeah. Mostly because they're tearing down historic buildings. Which didn't make sense for his character when he later on explains, like, these buildings, like, mean a lot to me. And, like, I I respect these architects and, like, what money and dreams, like, kind of created in this competition aspect of everybody competing on who having the, who had the tallest building and Mm -hmm. all of that. Like, that american dream Mm -hmm. aspect of it and so it's like who is your character hugh grant brought nothing to this like no nothing yet you found him tolerable i i found him taller like because in sandra bullock just stole every scene like she just she carried the scene to the point where he was irrelevant Mm -hmm. like no matter what he did it was going to be tolerable because she was doing 8,000 things better. Yeah, but still her character was not... It wasn't good. Right. I'm just saying, like, in the in the way that things were structured, she was performing while he was just standing there. Yeah. So it's not, like, it wasn't a merit of the material. It was just the merit of her acting capabilities. Well, like, I'm sorry you had to be in this. <laughs> She's doing better things. Yes. Everybody doing better things, except for you-know-who. Yeah, well, he doesn't deserve anything. So, it starts out, Lucy is this kind of, like, hippie lawyer person. Yeah. Like, we see her in the beginning wearing Birkenstocks, carrying a yoga mat, you know. Really confused. Very Earth Mother. (laughs) Very something. But she went to Harvard Law. Yes. Like, it's hard. It's hard to help people. She's a good, she's the good person. Yes. Hugh Grant's character, George Wade, he's the not good person, even though he's not bad. I don't know. He's the money person. She wants to help people. He wants to build buildings. This movie, like, really tried to make capitalism look, like, all happy-go-lucky. So they're supposed to be, like, opposites attract. But really, it's just like, I feel like after like the months and months passage time, it's just like he was just like a dumb baby. Yeah. 
Well, he didn't. He would never. He was never making any decision for himself, like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like he was Tom Hanks and You've Got Mail. Yeah, because Tom Hanks, like he played it with an air of dickishness, but there was that self awareness behind it. Like it's pretty much the exact same movie. It's the exa- yeah. It really is. It's it's very similar, except for Sandra Bullock doesn't run a business. She's just becomes a corporate lawyer for him mm-hmm. with no experience whatsoever. And then he used her as a divorce lawyer, yeah. which I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but lawyers are like doctors. They have specializations because just like doctors, knowing everything about the law, there's so much law is very, it, it's very, very difficult. That's why each like Supreme court justice is a specialized thing. It's not just, they're mostly constitutional lawyers, but they still like have a, a basic understanding of the rule of law and then just like what's constitutional and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can't be a divorce lawyer while being a real estate lawyer. I don't think the American bar system even allows that to be possible mm-hmm. because you're I mean, I guess you're handling contracts, but you're handling contracts in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I took umbrage with that. Yeah. So when we meet her, she's protesting this uh, landmark, the theater, yeah, being destroyed. Um, And it is by George's company. And um, yeah, her parents come and bail her out. Her parents are also two of the greatest minds lawyers in America. Uh, We both live in New York. Hippie lawyers, yeah. Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn. And like, this is where we first mentioned, like, uh, at least. With the scumbag, heartless businessman, Hugh Grant. Which he never was heartless. He was just dumb. Yeah, he was just dumb. He never made a decision in his life. No, everything was done for it. He is like the epitome of white male privilege. Mm-hmm. Of rich white male privileged. And he didn't play it childish enough, I guess. But he also didn't play it like adultish enough. He just yeah. wasn't. He was so blasé about everything. And he's also kind of a known ladies' man as well. But he didn't come off as a authority. He did. He Hugh Grant mm-hmm. did nothing. Yeah, this is all by like reputation. What other people's characters yes. said about his character. Yeah, he absolutely did nothing. Like his facial expressions were so vanilla. His just line delivery. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it works with with. Sandra Bullock because you know she reacted in such a way that made it work Mm -hmm. but oh she must have been like you're giving me nothing (laughs) yeah like he just did nothing like it was like a model trying to act oh and I try not to throw that shade but it is a stereotype that we that is constantly brought up about how models can't act because you know being a model is an expression through one single still frame, whereas when you're an actor, you have to display a range of emotions and body languages in motion. Okay, so when we meet George, he's getting an award for Man of the Year at some sort of hospital society. For God knows what reason. There's some flirting-esque... He didn't know what pedi- pediatrics was. He thought it was podiatry. Mm-hmm. He goes to see his brother... And his brother says, you need to hire a lawyer. 
And he's George is very adamant that it has to be a female lawyer. Because it will annoy his brother? I have no idea what any of that conversation meant. I don't know. And then they also throw in, and also you need to get divorced finally. <laughs> because... Your wife doesn't love but you. But we didn't need... So, like, this was just so bloated and bullshit and should have just ended up on the cutting room fucking floor. I didn't need him to, I didn't need him to have a brother. Mm-hmm. I didn't need his brother to be the evil guy. I needed fucking Hugh Grant to be the beast. Yeah. And we needed a fucking Gaston character, not this lady foil who was just pointless... Who was supposed to be Sandra Bullock's replacement. That's what I needed. I needed Beauty and the Fucking Beast. <laughs> with corporate bullshit. Mm. There we go. Rewrite this shit. Hey, if if Working Girl is an, an amalgam of Cinderella. That's right. This has to be. This is what I want it to be. This is what I expect. So Lucy seeks out George. In an attempt to save a community center. And so like... Other things, like, he finds out she went to Harvard and stuff because he's looking for a lawyer. And she's like, I'm a lawyer. And he's like, okay. And so, like, he has to give this quote. And then, like, he steals her words of describing, like, why architecture is great. And, like, so he uses them as a quote. And then he's just like, this person is really good for speaking for me. You should. I'm going to give you a job. (laughs) Yeah. Here's $200,000 to start. Yeah. Or 250000 I don't remember. Yeah. And he's like, you can save all the buildings you want in exchange. You gotta work for me. And do things. Be my lead counsel. Yeah, and be in charge of, like, the charity arm mm-hmm. of the corporation. Yeah, you decide where the money goes. Since you're very adamant of telling me where my money should go. Yeah. Then we get a little bit uh semi-montage. We have a couple vignettes showing the passage of time. We see two weeks later... She's making decisions. Six months later, making decisions about his bed. Four months after that, this is the divorce case and the, with the crazy ex-wife. Who throws water. Yeah. Lucy demands respect because he's, he's not giving her respect. And then two months after that, she's in a wedding and she gets an emergency text. Fake text message. Fake text. From George, 911, emergency, need help. So she runs out of the wedding to his hotel. He owns a hotel, by the way, and he lives in the penthouse. He is Donald Trump. Yeah. And he just needs her for picking out a suit. And then she's like, that's it. I'm putting in my two weeks notice. Wink. Oh, my God. So they got two weeks to fall in love. They're already in love. For how much this, like, movie compressed time at the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. Two weeks took way too fucking long. It was like three months. <laughs> it, yeah, it felt like that. It, there was no way that that was just two weeks. Mm-hmm. So she leaves him in his closet to ponder that shit. She tries to apply for other places. And he's called mm-hmm. and said that she's indispensable. Like, what a dick move. It totally is. Like, isn't that illegal? Can't yeah. you sue him for that? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was horrible. So she has to go back working for him, but, like, she meets her parents and is all like, oh, this is terrible, which they've wanted her to quit for, like, forever. Yeah. And, and then, like, you should try and go in there and get fired. Yeah, yeah, His, Her dad just makes that, like, off-the-cuff remark of, like, there's nothing you could do short of, you know, getting yourself fired. Yeah. 
Because she wrote the contract. Yeah. Which is in breach of some lawyery standards, I'm sure. Mm. She attempts to ruin a meeting by being beautiful, Sandy. Yes, with uh, dude's brother. Which, if Hugh Grant, because I don't even remember his fucking name. George. Yeah, whatever. If George was the CEO of the company, who the fuck was his brother? And why was he there? Mm. Like, why Why couldn't it be his dad? His dad was dead. Yeah, but like... Yeah. In the story writing process. Well, I think that becomes far- harder to hand the company off then. If it's his brother, then it's like an equal share sort of thing. So when George leaves, it's, it's just his brother now. It just didn't make any sense. The structure of this... Yeah, I didn't quite understand their business at all either. I didn't understand why his brother was important. Important Was like his brother uh, like a business analyst? Well, and first, I thought, his, out? I thought his brother was over in like England at first. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand. And then he put pajamas on for a nap. <laughs> and I was very confused. Yeah, you didn't trust that man I after that. I did not. <laughs> a man wears pajamas for a nap. No, sir. My husband doesn't even do that. Who does? Naps are... Uh, you don't control naps. Naps control you. Yes. Okay, so he gets the point, George does, after she's like, I'm miserable because I'm getting every... Not getting any sleep because you're calling me at four in the morning, you know. I'm doing all these things for you. Just sleep in the same bed. I have an ulcer. And so he gets the point and he's like, okay, I agree to let you go. If you find a replacement. Yep. Sleep in the same bed. Get married. These are marital issues. Cho- tell your future husband to grow the fuck up. Man up. Maybe, you know, grow some fucking balls in the terms of, like, men say to one another. Not that I think that the masculinization of the society norms and trying to make men forget their feelings but like also they need to know how to make decisions Mm. so like that i don't mean it like yeah he did need to just grow up yes be an adult yes be a human adult a couple scenes later they're eating cake i thought i should mention that (laughs) with tofu in it yes it was vegan tofu cake Yes. I don't quite know why you needed tofu in the angel food cake. Well, I know. Yeah, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense because this. It seems like it was written by, by people who didn't quite understand what any of this stuff was that they were talking about. Right. It's. Did they say that his caloric intake was too high or his cholesterol? His cholesterol. Okay. See, that's it. When you eat vegan, you don't get that cholesterol. Yeah. That's why you're so skinny. I'm naturally s- slim. <laughs> but I well, do because you're not eating like red meat yeah. or, or. But I do need to eat like five times a day. <laughs> yeah. You have to eat way more when you eat. Yeah. Strictly vegan. Yeah. Because People like make fun of me and they say I don't eat at all because I eat such like small meals, but I eat them like I yeah. have to eat them more. Yeah. People judging me. Well, and the big reason why I can't necessarily always do it is just because my migraines get so bad if i don't have certain things yeah i hate when i'm like dying no in a coma with lucy having a poop on the freeway that was me before i was vegan (laughs) no it's it's a health thing like some people are are their digestion system are just naturally pre it's Mm -hmm. it's we are omnivores 
each of us needs different things because we're not predator hunter animals. So we don't need, we don't expend the energy that a lion would. So we don't need to eat a gazelle. I will add though, if you do have a vegan diet, make sure you have a vitamin B12, which is only found in meats and dairies. Though aren't they doing, isn't the, doesn't the Impossible Burger have it? Yes, many uh, vegan foods, especially like your uh, milks, are enhanced, enriched with B12. You can get in nutritional yeast. But say you don't have any vegan dairy in a day, then yeah. Yeah. Man, I want an Impossible Burger. The Impossible Burger is really good. It still like blows my mind. (laughs) No, like the texture of it is insane. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's just how I eat it every time. Like, <laughs> what? What's so cool about the Impossible Burger is it crumbles and it it it's so fries weird. up like meat. Yeah, so like the middle is red and the yeah. outside's brown. It's yeah. so crazy that I'm just like, huh? This podcast brought to you by the Impossible Burger. <laughs> Call us, Hollywood. Wink. <laughs> Uh, we don't live in California at all. <laughs> okay, so this tofu cake. Never mind. Well, okay. The other thing about this scene, besides the tofu cake, is that Lucy says that she'll never live up to her mother's expectations, which never comes back, right? No! <laughs> That was the only piece of relevant information to story progression in this. See, what that scene should have been, which it should have been like the nostalgic way that she looks at the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It should have had nothing to do with her mother. Like that felt so tacked on and tacky mm-hmm. that it just didn't work. Yeah. Unless he adds in like my I mom. Had father issues yeah. or some shit. Yeah. A little bonding moment. Yeah. Because that's what we... It, we were supposed to start like getting the inklings of like we're gonna root for these people because they're yeah. in love. They could, you go like they would be good together. Like, yeah. You know, you get your inner matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, like they fill each other's holes like, <laughs> sexually and emotionally. Yes. So there's this one scene where he's having chess with his driver. Yeah, I don't know who he is. I don't even know his name. <laughs> no, unnamed token black man. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. You know how Netflix has categories? Mm. That should be a category. Rom-com with unnamed black best friend character yep. or something like that. Rom-coms. Yeah. The driver does not have good advice on women because he thinks all men are pawns when it comes to women and men should really be in charge. Which is weird because you're playing chess where the queen does rule and, you know, respect that. <laughs> I found that really ironic. Yeah. So they have this first uh, replacement person interview and George fucks it up right away. You think she's pregnant? Yeah. This was a bad joke. This was a bad joke because it's a heavier set woman. So he goes, congratulations on the baby. Mm. See, this man is dumb. (laughs) Also, like, okay, real talk. If a woman is pregnant, just leave her the fuck alone. That's all she wants. She wants to eat, sleep, and to have her body back Mm. in her own volition. Like, that's all. She just wants it out. Just let it go. Lucy has had this dating life unbeknownst to us. (laughs) But it has been, like, 
a year. A year. So she's had this recent breakup with this guy we've never met because she has a fear of boats. So George is like, I'll fix this. Let's go to a lovely dining yacht <laughs> for some din-din. And I will also give you dating advice. You're dating the wrong men. And she's like, yes, I am a sexual beast. Beast. Panther. Panther. Pretzel. Bobcat pretzel. Bobcat pretzel. And she starts coming on him. She's very drunk. BT dubs. Yeah. This was a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah. She's very, very drunk out of nowhere because she's gone on a boat. And so she's coming on to him and she kisses him and then she passes out. And so he takes her to his couch. The end. Was it his? I thought it was hers. Because that's the same room that she was talking to her parents in. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was the hotel. It was definitely, well, she definitely moved into the hotel. Okay, so she's got a room at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Then we've got June coming in for an interview, Miss Alicia Witt. And already, right off the bat, she is very into George. Like, flirty McFlirt with the person she wants to be her boss. Give me your penis. Yeah. Give me this position. (laughs) In other positions. In many other positions. (laughs) Don't go into an interview like that. <laughs> That's how porn starts. <laughs> so, you've come about the position. Which position? Which bit, all of them. <laughs> so, all right away, we're getting this awkward love triangle feeling, which you're just like, oh, God, this makes me uncomfortable. Because they all work together. Well, and it's like, it didn't need it at Mm-mm. all. Because we're, ha- we're 30, 45 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're halfway through. Yeah. You can't do that without it being awkward and disjointed. It was very awkward. They go to a Mets game, which Ashley is very angry about. Baseball is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the front row behind home plate, or if they off to the side. There's somewhere where the catcher, like, is coming to catch the ball. And she pushes his hand away or tries to grab it, too. She does not want to get hit by the ball coming at her. So she puts her hands up and hits the ball, which is not allowing the catcher to catch the ball. So everybody in the whole stadium gets mad at her. And boos at her. Why do we have this scene? No, it's just to have the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. There's no character progression. Nothing happens. Nothing else happens. I think it's just to have the Mets. But also, like, baseball is stupid. And, (laughs) well, no. If they're gonna, Mm -hmm. like, have open air. I don't know if they still do this today. I'm assuming quite a lot. Because I haven't been to a baseball game in, like, ten years. And I probably will not be going back. Because, no. No, don't give me that face. I'll go to a baseball game. You can go to a baseball game. I'm not going. Take me out to Stop the it. Park. <laughs> this is dumb. So, so if you don't want people to interfere with the game and you want to get mad at them, <laughs> don't throw and bully balls them, at them. Don't throw fucking balls at them. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's going to influence the game that big of a like in that big of a deal, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just put nets or don't put people there. Just like don't. Moving on. I hate baseball. There's a doubles tennis game with June 
and George on the same team and Lucy's on the team with this other guy from the office. And then all of a sudden there's this crazy female competitiveness as they just hit the tennis ball back and forth at each other until June hits the ball and it knocks Lucy in the head and she flies backwards. So then we're in the car on the highway. George is driving the car for Lucy for fear of her concussion. And there's traffic. Full stop traffic. And they're talking a little bit. George is like, who have you ever fallen in love with? I don't know. Then nothing happened. Apparently, like, she's never been in love. But she had too many uh, shitty dogs. Shitty dogs. (laughs) About to be. She had too many uh, chili dogs. Chili dogs. She has to poop a lot. Lots of poop. The poop must flow from her at this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) When they are stuck in In traffic. traffic. As one does. Yes. And George is like, well, there's an RV. We'll just go go there. Let's abandon this car uh-huh. in the middle of the freeway. Just like in La La Land. <laughs> and you shall poop. And you will poop. I will the carry you. The shit shall come forth. I will carry you to, to the poop chalice. <laughs> to the poop chalice. <laughs> like she's like, I won't do it. I, I'll rather hold it. So we le- that's her car, too. So yep. he leaves her car mm-hmm. in the middle of the highway. Yep. Abandons it. Yep. And then the traffic starts moving as she's still pooping. Yep. And they're making fun of how the car is stuck with no people in it. Yep. Blocking more traffic. Yes. But, like, why? Why didn't he stay or get out or, like... He could have stayed in the car. Like, I feel like he was about to go back maybe but then traffic started moving and the guy who was like oh i'm driving now like where did they think they came from just like random city dwellers running among- <laughs> running like, on the highway i know they said that they were from kentucky where they just confused on how new york worked i don't know man so she pooped <laughs> and then a helicopter picks them up yeah which if you got a helicopter why are you driving in the first place never mind that's not good for the environment no they're in the helicopter. Whatever, whatever. Use your power for good instead of evil. Meh. He's just dumb. He'll use his power for whatever you tell him to. Yeah. He's a dog. Yeah. Just with no self-awareness like Xander, who is stubborn as fuck sometimes. Oh, puppy. No, that's a good thing. That is a good trait. I want him to be an independent, hardworking, baby American dog. <laughs> so then there's this benefit for children's hospitals or something something that circus related somebody <laughs> makes what's her the the lucy uh-huh. makes the company donate to yeah he invites lucy and then invites june june yeah which lucy's very upset about this yes She's very upset about this new woman in his life whom is his new assistant <laughs> or new whatever yeah lawyer person knew whatever role he decides he needs at that very moment yeah assistant wife mother yeah caretaker so at the event lucy hears from june that the community center is going to be knocked down the community center that she was saving that he promised her yeah he promised so he meets with his brother and he's just like yo what's 
up and then his brother's like yo you're just like spending money like nobody's business we gotta knock it down because it'd be more efficient than to build around it and he's like Rah. but why that's how i felt like that whole scene was yeah but why and then donald trump shows up yes donald trump shows up there's that conversation that we mentioned at the top of the show which we screamed through we did scream like there was no saving it after that like we completely just tuned the entirety of the movie out yeah after it was bad to begin with but like that made it so exponentially worse so yeah lucy's mad that george isn't even trying to be a good person as she puts it and then after the benefit george is with june in the elevator and she really, really, really wants the peen. And so, like, gives him a goodnight kiss. And then they... And won't s- let these old people <laughs> go home. They were an elderly couple in the in the elevator, which Ashley was very, very <laughs> concerned about. Like, screaming the whole time, let these old people go. <laughs> you know I love the old people. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to go home and have old people sex and love one another and not be bothered by these ridiculous things going on in the elevator. Yeah, they were in a hotel. They were there for fancy times. Yeah, and nobody was respecting their privacy or their personal space as... Hugh Grant almost knocked the old woman over and his her husband graciously saved her Mm -hmm. from falling. Like, what a dick move. I don't like you, Hugh Grant. You're not helping your case. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is he kissing so much on June? Why is any of it? It's just like, oh, I'm being kissed. Okay. I have no choice in the matter. Yes. It just, it's like when the the falling on their lips excuse. It just happened. It just happened. Except he brings her up to his place and says, you want to play chess? She's like, I like other games too. Yeah, we can play a different game. He goes, uh, Pokemon? Pokemon? (laughs) Ashley's favorite line. The only good line in the movie. And she goes, strip chess. Which is a thing, Mm. I get. How? I don't know. So Lucy, of course, shows up for I don't remember what reason and sees them in their underies. Underoos. She was there to, I guess, convince him not to tear down the community center some more. I don't know. What's up with, like, bothering people in their off hours? Like, she complained about him bothering her in her off hours. Mm. No one respects space. Everybody just waltzes into this penthouse. I mean, she's done it countless other times. Who's going to stop her? So she goes to her friend, who's had, like, two scenes in this movie, and cries. Yeah. It's Cheryl from Miss Congeniality. Hmm. And then there's a Lucy farewell party because I guess it's been two weeks. And at this party, Lucy and June, like, bitch fight turns into cat fight. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, it's just, it was so weird of like, first they were like, oh, sorry about last night of weirdness and whatever. And you can't take the stapler. It's my stapler. It's company property. Yeah, and pretty much like Lucy somewhat slut shames her yeah but i mean like it's her boss too and it's just like be respectful Ugh. it was very gross it was so gross it didn't make any sense either yeah. like and then george is like i want to know your feelings if you're feeling things you saw things last night what do you feel about them like trying to get her to confess that she has feelings for him yeah 
And then they fight, and he says that she's too perfect. And so Lucy moves back home. And orders Chinese food. Yes. In the typical Sandra Bullock way. Yes. She loves Chinese food. Mm-hmm. He, okay, so her dad equates George with tofu. It's not something you like, but it's something you tolerate. Mm-hmm. Which, as someone who eats tofu, <laughs> you just add flavors to it. You can make it whatever you want it to be. Just like George. <laughs> that should have been. <laughs> George's tofu. George's tofu because of that. Not yes. because people are like, ew, gross, tofu. But because tofu is transformable to whatever you want it to be. Yes. Except for bacon. I didn't like tofu bacon. Did you have that smart bacon? Maybe. I think you did. Not my brand I like. I like the tofurkey tempeh bacon because it's, you know, maple smoky flavored. Oh, that I like. Mm-hmm. That I liked. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I'll do. And then the the, the bacon bits. Mm, the bacon bits are good. Yeah. That's what you need to get for the baked potatoes. <gasps> Ooh, that sounds good. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I lost my place because I'm We're picking up potatoes. We're just going to become a vegan food podcast. <laughs> I'm not vegan, but Justine is, and I just like to buy her vegan cookbooks. Yeah, and Ashley enjoys the... Every year, meat. I get a cross-stitch, and Justine gets a vegan cookbook for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> As tradition. <laughs> Where was I? Okay, so Lucy's working her job at Legal Aid, and George shows up, mansplains his way in there. Somehow. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to read this speech because it was like the thing today. They were supposed to tear down the community center to break ground for this new... And he's supposed to close it so that the public's not mad. Yeah. But he reads the speech and it turns into a confession of like, I can't do this because I have feelings for this woman who is special and we need this community center. Da, 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 da. And I didn't sleep with June. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay. Okay, bro. So she goes back to work indifferently. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's teaching him to make his own decisions and grow up and be a better man. This is like the prince in me, but terrible. Prince in me is better. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear. Julia Stiles. So he leaves and her coworkers are like, damn. We're crying over here. That was a good speech. And she's like, I know. That was his best speech he's ever given. I'm going to get him. Yep. runs after him and he goes i'm in love with you and she goes i'm in love with you too mm-hmm. and then they eat each other's faces for like an hour the end in brooklyn <laughs> and then yeah it ends we go back to counting crows for a second time because mm-hmm. this movie didn't have any score oh my fucking god it was so noticeable to me <laughs> that i'm like wait a minute there's no score like there's no like as she like walks over to like yeah. her parents like and i'm like there's no music there's no music in this movie <laughs> what who was the music supervisor on this it was no he was like all music for a soundtrack so mm-hmm. that we can sell it Mm-mm. because this is what we do for rom- rom-coms Mm-mm. we don't waste money on composers Mm-mm. Mm-mm, not a good call, bro. No. Mm. I didn't know what I was supposed to be feeling. Mm, yeah. Neither did George. <laughs> Shame. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Short podcast this episode. Yeah, well, fuck this movie. Anyway, hashtag accurate. Fucking waste of time. Man abuses woman until she quits. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. And then that In happens. In the corporate ladder. <laughs> <laughs> 
the end. Man, so dumb. <laughs> a blank canvas. <laughs> Intimidate Sandra Bullock until she cries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, I guess, rate this movie. <laughs> Why do I say that every time? I'm like, I've been doing this for so long. And I'm being like, what do we do? We do things. We rate things? Pulling up a parking lot. lot. <laughs> okay. I'm going to rate this movie, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. I'm going to rate this one chili dog. It used to be, like, a little higher because I was like, whatever. Then Trump showed up and I was just like, Ugh. You know what this movie needed? What? A dog. It didn't have a dog. You're right. It needed a dog. You replace Trump with a dog. Mm-hmm. And this movie is like a two and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Trump, this movie is like a one. Mm-hmm. And it's like one Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. that's the only thing. No, yeah, seriously. That was good about this. If there was no Trump, it would have been a little L- It would have been better. Yeah. And I mean, I know that we're coming at this from a 2018 lens and we're living in Trump world and Trump America. But, you know, can we not? Uh. Like, he's at least only in Home Alone for like maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. In this, it was like a two minute scene. That was a lot of dialogue and a lot of dialogue of him being skeezy, which we know he's very fucking skeezy. Yeah. 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 Meh. Meh. Ashley, you want to present our latest mailbag? Yes. So we've got a new mailbag. Um, this one is entitled, My Favorite Podcast Friends. I've been listening to The Cutaways for a while and still have some time until I catch up, which I love having so many episodes uh, still to enjoy, but I cannot believe I haven't reviewed them yet. Ashley and Justine are two of my fave podcasters, and it feels like we could be friends in real life because all the movies they love, I love, and vice versa. I love being part of the discussion. They're a true joy to listen to, and if you love movies, fun chats among friends, interesting takes, and fun facts about some of your fave and hated rom-coms, you must join in on the slumber party. Alyssa from Best Forever's Pod. Woo! Thanks, Alyssa. Thank that was you. quite a paragraph. It was. It's it really was hard to leave words. reviews and, like, sound, I don't know. Coherent? Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I leave reviews that are like, podcast good. <laughs> Much wow. Yeah. Like Doge, that's me. <laughs> that's going to be all my reviews. But thank you, Alyssa. You rock. When did we become Steven Tyler? (laughs) (laughs) You're a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what a rock and roll all all night night. and party every day. Died. Died. (laughs) We died. Well, next time we should be in for a treat. Mm -hmm. We are watching 2002's Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. Which we thought was a lesbian movie, but apparently isn't a lesbian movie. So, you know, we'll see. Is it a lesbian movie? Is it a lesbian I think it is. Well, if you like this podcast, why not become a patron? You can support our podcast, The Cutaways Podcast, at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. We have lots of goodies, 
an extra podcast for mm-hmm. special listeners. We have crafts, pins, stickers, cards, yeah. candy, glitter. Yeah. All your par- uh, your slumber party needs, <laughs> except for a bottle of wine. We can't send that to you. It oh, would be illegal. Sorry. But, but dude, we would try. I am so hyped that last month we got three new patrons. What? Yes. I still don't want to know that people listen to us. Stop, Liz. Stop. No, don't stop. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't like it. I love our patrons. I do too. (laughs) Well, you can find all of this information and more at our website. It's thecutaways.com. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It'll mostly be Justine. As at Cutaways Podcast. She does a great job, so tell her how much you like her. And she'll pass things on to me if it's relevant and or necessary. And I will just lurk in the shadows because I'm Batman. Please, please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Yeah, yeah. And now YouTube. Now YouTube. Now YouTube. Now you too can subscribe to our YouTube. Yes. And... Two days from now, which is Friday, August 17th. Watch my movie on Netflix and love it and like it and give it so many reviews so that Susan can make more movies because she's beautiful and I love her. And she always works with Philip and he's great and beautiful and he works on Dear White People too. So, you know, support that and just, you know, give us love. That's all I ask. That's all you ask. Yay! (laughs) Yay! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were doing one more. Yay! Yay! Bye! Bye. Hey, everybody! Hey! I'm Ashley. And I'm Maggie. We're from Rock Candy Podcast. Kind of like behind the music, except unauthorized and drunk. But come along every week and listen to us talk about artists or albums that you may know really well or may have never heard of while we're drinking beers. Witty things to talk about. Great hot takes with some hot babes. (laughs) That's subjective, but okay. (laughs) So go find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you catch your pods. And with that, party party on, on, kids. kids! Well, that sounded forced. (laughs) Is it not?